Looking at the best things to do in London and beyond? From food to fitness, bars to going out, this is the AT, the About Time Podcast. to our second episode of VAT. Hi, thanks for joining us, guys. You stuck with us. <laughs> you made it through at one, so uh, that's some good news. Um, okay, Giles, what are we talking about today? Okay, we're going, we're going niche today. We're going niche, healthy, plant-powered. We're talking about veganism and the rise of veganism in London. Fabulous. Okay, so first, first of all, yeah. I think we need to talk about Baileys. This is big news. So I think one thing that I've seen a massive trend in this year is way more kind of high street brands, supermarkets and household brands launching vegan items. So Baileys is a massive one. They've brought out an almond milk Baileys, completely vegan, because last year they did have a dairy-free one, but it had honey in it. And you can't Uh. have honey as a vegan. I think vegans that have honey are called vegans. Have you just made that up? No, well, if I did, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> but no, Bailey's have brought out a vegan one, which the internet has gone mad for. Yeah. So it's made with almond milk, almondescent, cane sugar, purified water, and vanilla. Yeah. Incredible. Amazing. I'm very exciting for vegans everywhere. And also, Bailey's is so festive. In a hot chocolate. Like, I don't think you can actually order a Bailey's any time of year but Christmas. Like, I've been on dates where people have had a Bailey's, like, in, so I don't know, March, and you were like, no. No, no, I disagree with you. Really? Well, we have a local in- Indian uh, restaurant at home. Yeah. And every time when they when they give you the bill, free Bailey's on the house. I feel like Bailey's and curry is one of the worst combinations I've ever heard. It's like, as if curry wasn't sickly enough, just whack a Bailey's in there as a digestive, just... Creamy and delicious. <laughs> There's also something else people have been going mad for in the vegan community is vegan Ben and Jerry's. I think it happened in the States a while ago and everyone was waiting for it to come to the UK and they've just brought it to the UK and they're doing some really interesting vegan ice cream. So like, I think they're all made with almonds and they've got a chocolate non-dairy ice cream that's revolutionary quite exciting with chocolate brownies and my vegan friends say that it's pretty good they say it's as good as the real stuff I mean I wouldn't say you know in terms of ice cream Ben and Jerry's is the best one out there Mm. you've got the likes of like Booja Booja is that how you say it? yeah go on we'll go with Booja yeah Booja 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 (laughs) does it sound weird when you say it? it's the Grimsby accent coming through I've got pronunciation so if you want to go posh Booja Booja is a really nice one they sell it in Whole Foods Uh, yeah it's quite quite expensive but it is delicious probably nicer than Ben and Jerry's I'd say Coconut Collab's pretty (gasps) Coconut Collab is amazing yeah that is really nice and if you want something really not yeah indulgent Crosstown Donuts um, recently launched a vegan vegan donut Mm. which changes every week that's pretty exciting yeah they, um, they claim to make it with very fancy ingredients. So they're making it with like oat milk, dairy-free chocolate, coconut butter. Ooh. How do you feel about coconut butter in a donut? Good. Yeah? But I'm, I'm, a, I'm a bit of a classic donut lover in a sense that just give me a jam donut. Mm, what, the one with loads of sugar on the outside? Yeah. Or the ones that you know when you go to the seaside and then it's like five for a quid <laughs> and they put them in the fryer and then they toss a ridiculous amount of sugar on them that's that's the stuff of dreams see I've got a feeling that the oat milk coconut butter dairy free dark chocolate one is not going to take no, the boxes no it's too posh for me it's a bit posh for you isn't it I like the sound of it um, yeah. I actually going back to the the donut 
um, what I like to do, top tip, listener, um, is I like to put it in the microwave. Right. Uh, the And it lets the jam melt. I'm talking 10 seconds. <laughs> with a bit of Neapolitan ice cream on the side. <laughs> oh, my God. Dinner you... party dessert. <laughs> you said you weren't parched. <laughs> so what else is happening for vegans in London? What's exciting? New vegan menus. Right. But I'm not just talking about um, vegan restaurants. I'm talking about... Uh, restaurants that are catering for vegans they're launching new menus for the plant-powered honeys <laughs> so what kind of what kind of new vegan menus texture restaurant mm-hmm. michelin star did it for world vegan month and it was so popular that they thought you know what we're banging this on the menu full time it's icelandic Take with that what you will. I feel like anything that's Michelin, they just say it's Icelandic. It's almost like you can't go Michelin star if you're not Icelandic in inspiration. So what, what kind of Icelandic Michelin star plant-based dishes can you expect? That is a tongue twister. <laughs> I'm talking light and clean textures mm-hmm. and flavours. Um, beetroot. <laughs> Quite earthy. Uh, basil pesto, walnuts, herbs. We've got some celeriac in there. We've got some nice ice cream with dill and cucumber. Ooh. Savoury sweet ice cream. The adventurous vegan, maybe. Well, I think it's quite exciting if you're a yeah. vegan and you want to go out for a birthday meal or an anniversary meal. Totally. To do something special and to be able to go and have a fully plant-based Michelin-style meal is pretty exciting. There's another new vegan menu um, in Canary Wharf at a restaurant called Bocan, and they're doing a five-course plant-based menu. Everything's vegan on the menu. It's 50 quid. Again, they brought it on for World Vegan Month. It proved really popular, so they're sticking with it. And yeah, it's pretty pretty gourmet stuff that's going on, and £50 is not, it's not cheap. It's not cheap. But great views. <laughs> yeah, so you can expect things like pumpkin risotto with chives and truffle, and you can finish with a refreshing pineapple carpaccio. It's not really a carpaccio, though, is <laughs> I do it? have issues with restaurants. It's like, a thinly sliced pineapple. <laughs> they, it's sort of like every fine dining restaurant has to call something a carpaccio. Yeah. You're, you're right, it's just thinly sliced. Yeah, it's, if it's not beef, it's not really a carpaccio, is it? Or salmon. I think it has yeah. to, I would say it has to be protein to be a carpaccio. But anyway, if you want a pineapple carpaccio, go to Bocan in Canary Wharf. I'm sure it's lovely. Also quite exciting for vegans around Christmas time is the Draft House, and they have locations all over London. Paddington is their new one. That and they've, they've got one in Cam. London. Yeah, everywhere. London what? Bridge. Just all over. I mean, they're spawning they... like rabbits. <laughs> They've got 12 branches in London and they're doing a fully vegan Christmas menu. £25 a head and you can also get gluten-free options. But things like mushroom tofu and chestnut Wellington. I'd eat that. Yeah, I, lo- I love a Wellington actually. I love a welly. <laughs> and they're doing vegan chocolate brownies. So that's pretty exciting. If you've got lots of um, vegan team members in your office and you want to go out for a Christmas lunch, go check that out. Yeah, and they do a lot of vegan alcohol there as well. Vegan alcohol? Yeah. Oh, yeah okay. <laughs> yeah, because a lot of beer is not vegan. Oh, and wine. Yeah. Oh, God. Okay, so go get some vegan alcohol while you're at it. <laughs> and um, obviously, well-known Tibbets um, is known for their veggie menu, but they're also doing a lot of vegan fare as well now. Um, they're doing something pretty revolutionary, I think, in London terms. And they've got this new winter terrace, the Tibbets on Heddon Street, and they are doing a vegan fondue. Yes. So I presume it's nut cheese. A lot of nuts. (laughs) And you can go and you can have fondue, which I think is pretty cool. Because I feel like this time of year, you'd feel pretty left out as a vegan if you couldn't go and have like a cheese fondue or a chocolate fondue. But you can go and have a nut cheese fondue. So go check that out. It's on Heddon Street, just near Oxford Circus. That is, that is cool. I don't, how much nut cheese can you actually have though? Like, do you know with fondue, you have like three mouthfuls of fondue and you're like, I'm out. I wonder if you can, you've got more stamina. Is it quite dense? 
I hope it. I mean, do you know what? We're going to go try it. Yeah. I think we will report back on the vegan nutchies fondue. <laughs> Journalism. <laughs> sometimes I have to explain what I do to people. Like, you know, at a dinner party, and they're like, what's your day job? I'm like, sometimes I just review mince pies all day long. <laughs> sometimes, yeah. I mean, I remember that time I went to a trapeze class. Um, on a Wednesday morning, which was fun. <laughs> we weren't very good at trapezing. No, we weren't. We weren't. It's really hard, actually. Harder than it looks. What else is exciting for vegans? New openings. Mm-hmm. A lot of new vegan openings. So new restaurants. Yes. Um, and we've got some great ones. Um, Essence Cuisine in Shoreditch. It's free from everything. <laughs> so what, what's everything. it free from? Dairy. Dairy. Refined sugars. Wheat. Gluten. <laughs> sometimes a restaurant like they'll get in touch and they'll be like we're free from wheat sugar gluten dairy I'm like literally what do you serve well yeah uh, but we've heard that essence is amazing yes um, they do an incredible lasagna an amazing lasagna <laughs> um, with courgette sheets tomatoes it's apparently really nice one of the favourites the local favourites at essence is they do a nut cheese board a common theme in these vegan <laughs> vegan places so nut much, cheese so much nut cheese but nut cheese board you probably get a nut camembert some brie yeah they do a raw pad thai as well oh I, do you know what raw is where I draw the line I've never had a good raw meal yeah like I actually don't think humans were made to eat as, like that much raw food I just like soup to be honest <laughs> I like things hot I really, yeah. I think if I could choose to have all my meals hot they would be oh absolutely like nothing worse than a cold canapé <laughs> I don't I, I'm so canapé dinner is the worst I'm always by the kitchen door the waiters always like know who I am and then you know they always come to me first although on some occasions they look at me and then they turn the other way but a a canapé is not a dinner make it hot no raw canapés for us thank you there's another quite exciting place that's opened really recently um, called Cogene which is a brand that's quite big in Paris they have 26 sites in Paris very veggie friendly it's not fully veggie but 40% of the menu is veggie with loads of vegan option we're talking like chia seed pudding almond milk porridge loads of cold pressed juices smoothies and they've just opened one in Mayfair in London and people are going mad for it yeah it's so big that's exciting if you're vegan and also great takeaway options as well if mm. you want to do a grab and go so you'll be on Uber Eats probably in no, no time at all <laughs> delivery's going to pick that up tomorrow um, and our last one that we're quite excited about is Retreat Kitchen, which has just opened in Richmond. Um, fully vegan, really good for brunch. So they're doing kind of chickpea omelettes and vegan sausage sandwiches, vegan cheese melt, just everything you could want. Yeah. I mean, what is a chickpea omelette without <laughs> eggs, I ask? Well, it's not an omelette, is it? <laughs> Shut up. It's meant to be promoting veganism in this episode. Yeah, I'm sorry. Well, I presume they use flax, a flax egg. I, yeah, I mean... A lot of flour, maybe. (laughs) Some almond flour. As you can tell, I'm I'm really into vegan. I think out of everyone I know, you are the least likely to go vegan. Like when you when we first started working together, you were three meat scrimshaw. I was You'd have ham for breakfast, chicken for lunch, and lamb for dinner. (laughs) And then you went through a stage of really quite you sort of eating you're eating eggs like a bodybuilder and you were having omelets for breakfast and lunch. Yeah, it was too much. And I also bought this egg poacher that you could poach an egg in the microwave. But I, you have to pierce the yolk, and I never did. And there was an egg explosion in the office kitchen. It was not, you were not popular that day. <laughs> the stench, the whole of Camden, never really got over it. Do you think you could ever go vegan? Like, even just for a week? I would, I would honestly, I would like to. <laughs> yeah, but I don't think you will. No, you? I, I, um, I ate four burratas last night. <laughs> so, 
in terms of going vegan probably not but I, I do think that there are so many more vegan options out there and I do think that vegan food the food scene in London it's exciting mm. and you know and and I think there was always been this stigma attached that vegan food's boring and there's not really a lot going going on. But actually, there's loads going on. There's got- people creating really vibrant, exciting food yeah. and being really innovative, whether it's making chimp- chickpea omelettes or doing vegan cheese melts. Like People are getting really creative now. And it's not just... It used to be a case you kind of just got stuck with a salad. Absolutely. And I think that that goes with vegan street food as well. You know, there was a time... A couple of years ago, you'd go and have some street food with your pals. You'd get a burger, pizza, your veggie mate. Just get up with salad. Yeah. And now there's there's been a shift, a massive shift, and the the wealth of vegan street food in London. It's it's amazing. It's really exploding. And I think with street food, it's kind of an easier market to test concepts with. So you've got these lots of young vegan brands who are trying out different concepts. And later on the show, we've got two vegan street food companies that are coming in and talking about their creations. But it's almost like you don't need to get the funding to do a restaurant or massive investment. You just start on the weekends going to street food um, fairs and and selling and seeing whether people like it. Yeah, I think it's great to get feedback as well. Um, and, you know, it's there's been a massive surge in sort of vegan street food um, in a sense that there was a, a big uh, event on at the Old Truman Brewery, Vegan Nights, which was one night. They, they've done it twice now. And um, they've got some of the best street food vendors serving up vegan grub. And it was sensational. Mm. I mean, you had like fried Satan burgers and burritos and tacos and vegan cheese mozzarella sticks and it's it's exciting i suppose it means it doesn't feel restrictive anymore you're not the one being like oh i can't have that i can't have this now it's actually so many things you can have i think with my vegan friends it kind of spits into two categories i've got vegan friends who are so healthy they make everything from scratch they kind of bounce out of bed at six in the morning whipping up their chia seed porridge and then i've got other vegan friends who did it purely purely for ethical reasons you know, binged on Netflix documentaries, got super anti conspiracy. <laughs> literally watched all of those documentaries, and they did it purely for ethical reasons. And they're some of the least healthy people I know who just live on Oreos and Pringles and Pringles and other vegan things like takeaways. But you know, their, their soul is happy. Yeah, probably not their waistline though. <laughs> There's no judgment. <laughs> this is the AT, the About Time podcast. Special vegan episode, but joined now by Marco Cassidy from Hello. Young Vegans. Can you tell us a little bit about Young Vegans? Sure, yeah. So, um, let me see. We started the company uh, a little while ago. Um, well, it wasn't initially a company, it was just an idea to create some yummy vegan food that other people weren't doing um, at that time. So, um, it's just about, it was very much a creative project and it's all about doing street food, and it was all very, very new to us. We don't, we don't come from like a food background. Um, well, I don't anyway. My, my missus does, but um, so yeah, it was an exciting thing to do. Um, and doing the pie and mash just seemed like a really, really um, obvious thing for us actually, because no one was doing it, um, and it's a great British food. Um, so yeah, it was just something that. Um, came very naturally for us, very organically. How did the concept evolve from this initial idea to do vegan street food to doing a vegan pie and mash in Camden? Like, how, what was that journey like? Cool. Okay. Uh, big question. So, yeah. So basically, um, We're going in strong. So actually, before, just prior to doing pies, we thought we were doing like weird burritos. We were doing like sushi burritos and stuff because mm. no one was doing it at the time. In, a, in a, over in Canada and the states, there was like kind of these giant 
nori rolls and uh so we're kind of like doing these burritos and stuff but we were thinking like everyone does wraps so we went back to the pie concept um we traded at brick lane and um various other places um, and we actually applied for camden market like four times um and they every time they just said no not interested no not interested um and the last like i gave up like Carla, my my wife, um, she's so persistent, and she emailed them again. Just said, "Oh, we're doing this." Like, like it's like a vegan pie minster, and they got the idea straight away. Right. So we thought they were going to offer us a stall, um, but it just so happens that they had this little shop. I don't know if you've been to our shop, but it's like a, a small, cozy unit. Uh, it used to be a storeroom, um, and it's in a big two hundred year old building. So it's a very, very old, cool building. Uh, but it was been a storeroom for years, um, and they said, "Look, you know, you can have a store, or we've got this." Almost as an afterthought, or we've got this kind of storeroom that mm. we're thinking about renting out. We're like, "We love that. It's got walls, a door, so much better than being on the street, particularly in winter." Yeah. Um, so yeah, we, we thought straight away we can do something good with that, um, and also you know, Camden as a place. I've been knocking around Camden all my life. Um, you know, it's. It's kind of the same, but it's kind of different. It's got a great community about it. It's obviously one of the most popular markets in the UK. Um, You know, anyone who's anyone's got a shop in in Camden. So it's Mm. like, it's really nice to be rubbing shoulders with not necessarily other vegan businesses, but big brands. You know, like Dr. Martin's around the corner, um, Voodoo Ray's, you know, like all all these kind of like big, big names. Um, So, yeah, it's cool. What's on the menu? Right, so obviously pie and mash. Love a pie. I oh, know, sorry, that was a really lame. <laughs> um, so, 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 yeah. Uh, it's all, What's it's, in your pies? It's all pie and mash. Um, so we've got four mainstays. So um, right at the top, probably our biggest seller is what we call the seitan and ale pie, um, which is very much a steak and ale. Um, it's our version of a steak and ale pie, um, which is obviously a, a British classic uh, but we make our own seitan completely um, so it's our own recipe wow. uh, do, do you guys know what seitan is? A, a wheat product yeah it's a type of wheat gluten um, you know that thing that gives bread elasticity mm-hmm. it's basically pure that and um, it's actually very very high in protein uh, if you're gluten intolerant don't eat it but if you're not gluten intolerant it's actually perfectly fine to eat it and actually it can be good for you as well so yeah, so we use uh, seitan as kind of like these big meaty type chunks um, and we basically marinate that in a dark ale. Um, and then the other pies, we've got all day breakfast, which is also really popular. Wow. Which is, uh, What's in an all day breakfast pie? Um, pretty much everything we could fit in it. So it's like, <laughs> so it's like scrambled tofu, um, vegan sausage, um, beans. So we make our own beans, we don't use like you know something from the supermarket no so Heinz we, no no Heinz like, no, we just make everything from scratch so we actually make them a bit barbecue and smoky Ooh, nice um, and then we use caramelised we put caramelised onions in there as well because we just love it's literally them. everything you need in a pie yeah basically and you, and know, you serve that with mash every, yeah, it's all with mash and our own gravy as well um, and then the other two pies are a bit lighter so you've got a curry pie um, which is um, you know Carla's own recipe um Incidentally, she, she learned how to cook curry and Indian food with a really lovely old lady in her house. So she, she did that for like half a year. And um, so she actually, Carla's an amazing curry chef. 
but yeah, that's the only time you'll ever really sample that in that curry pie. But it's, it's pretty amazing. Um, and then last but not least, we've got the sweet potato pie, which is our original gluten-free pie, um, which is sweet potato. Uh, it's got sweet potato in a red red wine sauce uh, with some... Uh, Jesus Christ, I can't remember. It's got some other bits in it. It's delicious. It's delicious, yeah, exactly. And that's all that everyone exactly, needs exactly. to know. What's your personal favourite? Uh, that's, see, that's a really big question as well. That's like saying... Different parts of different fa- moods. What's your favourite, favourite child? Favorite, yeah, it's like saying, what's your favourite kid? Yeah, it's like, all right, we all kind of have one, don't we? But like, we don't want to tell everyone. No, I mean, it's, it honestly is, is about how hungry I am or what my favourite mood is. Um, we... we um, we also do special pies. So we've done, recently we did Coco Vin. We did like a mac and cheese. We did a cheeseburger pie. Um, the mac and cheese one went a bit mad. Like, I feel like I saw the mac and cheese one everywhere. Like all yeah, the press ma- was picking it up People loved it. Yeah, people just love mac and cheese. And I think that's what it is, don't they? Yeah. Just, they just love a, a comforting food. Yeah. It, it, I mean, vegans particularly go mad for mac and cheese because it's something that... Um, you don't think you could have normally kind of yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's it's not necessarily easy to get good mac mm. and cheese so um so that was kind of our goal was to create that that um almost junk food type pie what's the response been like from londoners to, to your vegan pie and mashes so um overall really really good i mean pr- prior to doing this we were doing loads of festivals like across the country so we've done like vegan festivals over in south end and like colchester and and you know and so it's not just Londoners, it's like people from across the land have eaten our pies. And overwhelmingly, it's a very, very positive response. But you do get the old Londoner who um, is disgusted by the fact that we don't serve liquor. Mm, okay. Uh, which is that parsley-based sauce. And and just like to say to everyone that we are working on it. <laughs> and you, you heard it here first. <laughs> so we, we do get the old customer just literally walks out in disgust, tutting. Oh my god! I can't have a pie really? Yeah, yeah. That's it. People are so pedantic, aren't they? But we, but we, 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 we kind of, you know, I mean, we, we're open to doing it, but we haven't created a version of it that we think's good enough to sell yet, mm. and we don't want people to walk away thinking our product's not very good. So we've got an amazing... Vegan liquor. No one's yeah, a dodgy yeah. liquor. Yeah, exactly. No, we, we will do it, I promise. Um, it'll be coming out soon. Um, Are there any sweet pies on the menu? Yeah, so we do um, two different types of mud pie. Um, so our first one was a peanut butter and uh, chocolate mud pie. Um, and I recently discovered I'm actually allergic to peanuts. <laughs> So did you, did you learn that that <laughs> Yeah, it's not asthma. It's peanut allergy. And um, yeah, so so then we created the sea salt and dark chocolate mud pie with pretzels on top. And both Ooh. are completely gluten-free. And don't let her put you off. They're super gooey and yummy. And yeah, so that's what we do. And that's um, it. We, we have done specials as well, like pumpkin pie and stuff like that. But yeah. And what's next for Young Vegans? That's a really, really big question. I feel well. like all my so, questions are big. All the hard hitting no, no, journalism today. It's good. I, w- I wish you'd given me a brief so I could have prepped some answers. Uh, yeah, we, like, we like you to be in that trial. Just, just yeah. ad living. Yeah. So what is next? I'll tell you what's next. Okay. So, hmm. well, next year I think is actually going to be quite a big year for us. We're about to move into quite a large kitchen area over in East London. Um, so the whole point. For us is to scale our business up so the shop in Camden is kind of like our first um, first thing that we've done outside of street food um, I think next year we are going to be doing a lot of music festivals um, we're going to be doing 
a lot of interesting things and I can't really say too much right now because to be honest it might not happen <laughs> top secret vegan news it's yeah, going to be interesting yeah exactly so watch this space but yeah I'm excited for 2018 for Fantastic. sure well thank you so much for joining us it all thank sounds incredible thank you for inviting us well me <laughs> <laughs> but we didn't get any pies though so we're disappointed no I know I'm sorry blame it on the van blame it on Persia bloody van <laughs> and here is this week's news in brief number one uh, Baileys are opening their treat shop in Soho this week it's a customizable bar where you can pimp up lattes, hot chocolates, cocktails, um, with a range of different ingredients. You can literally go wild. Um, Curb, street food favourites Curb, have opened their first permanent bricks and mortar site in the heart of Camden Market. Um, go and eat street food uh, with some beers, wine, cocktail on taps. And the first um, team to man the kitchen are Fundy, the pizza boys. Um, there's six pizzas on the menu and there's loads of cocktails as well. Uh, margaritas, Venetian punch, sour Italians. Um, there's another opening as well. Um, I wouldn't go so far to say it's revolutionary, but it's certainly going to shake up the Sunday roast game. Uh, McCain's, known for their frozen spuds, are throwing out the roast in a rule book and opening the doors to its very own speciality restaurant, the Roastaurant. The Roastaurant. The Roast Restaurant? Um, to celebrate one of the nation's favourite meals. Unlike usual Toby Carvery, you can literally have anything. Um, whether that's a pigeon with a fried onion, uh, beef brisket with an egg and a side of charred pineapple. Um, it's going mad. It's going bonkers. It's going crazy. Um, if you are a roast traditionalist, I would give this a wide berth. But if you're up for trying new things, then maybe swing by. It's open from the 8th to the 10th of December um, at Old Truman Brewery. And lastly, we have Sainsbury's Prosecco Bar. Uh, they're opening a three-day pop-up bar in central London from the 7th to the 9th of December. There's fizzes, there's canaps, there's everything for a little festive tipple. We're with Grace Regan now, founder of Spicebox. Hello. Hello. Hi. How you doing? Not bad. Good stuff. Um, for anyone who doesn't know about Spicebox, tell us a little bit more about it. Um, we make what we call plant-powered Indian food. Uh, so it's kind of fresh, healthy, innovative spins on classic Indian dishes. All our food's vegan, um, but we call it plant-powered. For all the plant-powered babes. Yeah. Um, why, why did you go for Indian street food? Um... I grew up cooking Indian food. I've always cooked it. I feel like it's the cuisine that I understand the most. So that was kind of the predominant reason I love it and I spend a lot of time in India. Also, it was kind of out of my own frustration for not being able to find really kind of fresh, vibrant, um, healthy Indian food in London. Um, I've eaten a lot of Indian food in India and I was really annoyed that I couldn't find similar food in London which is weird considering there are so many Indian restaurants in London where does your inspiration for the dishes come from um a lot of it comes from traveling so especially kind of South India Kerlin cuisine I love um and it's very different to what our kind of British 
sense of Indian food is. But also, I used to live in California, and Californian food plays like a really, really strong role in in all of our dishes. Um, and that kind of is what gives our dishes their kind of unique spin. Is that it's it's almost a fusion. I hate that word of um, Indian and Californian cuisine. Amazing. What kind of things can we expect on the menu? So um, we've got some of our key dishes. We've got tandoori cauliflower steak that is really, really popular. Um, that we char grill that so it's got a nice kind of smoky, deep flavour and then we serve it with a really tangy coriander chutney. Uh, that's that's a real favourite. And then things like jackfruit tikka masala is super popular. Uh, we've just launched a new dish last week called the dosa waffle, uh, which has been going down a storm. Um, so that we're doing kind of at South Bank Christmas Market at the moment for a limited period of time. And who knows if it's popular, we'll bring it back next year. What is but a dosa waffle? A dosa waffle. <laughs> Have you just, is... did you just sit in your living room and you're like, guys, we need, we need to think of something. Well, do you know Throwing what? a tennis ball around. It was quite... So So I don't know if you guys have noticed, but um, street food in London, especially vegan street food in London, has um, has gone down this route where like people don't eat it unless it's kind of weird and interesting and something that they can't make at home. And curry boxes turned out like weren't that popular at kind of trendy London street food markets I mean they do really well and they work in a certain space but for us it's quite frustrating kind of seeing those people queuing up to eat these weird and wonderful things and our delicious curry wasn't um selling that well so um I kind of thought what can we do that stays true to our values um but is also really interesting and dosa batter is just it's just a batter it's made from kind of fermented rice and lentil flowers flour um so there's no reason why you can't shove it in a waffle machine boom (laughs) yeah and what's what's it topped so we do at the moment with three toppings we've got jackfruit ticker um Carolyn cabbage thoran which is basically shredded cabbage leek and coconut and also masala potatoes which is just peas potatoes and some spices it's quite simple it's really good honestly it's really good everyone should come and try it and deeply instagrammable it's in yeah it's it's where is it south bank south bank dosa waffle till 30th of december i think okay get down there i really hope this podcast comes out before then <laughs> right it does <laughs> um what do you think is the most challenging thing about running a street food business um oh gosh there's so much i mean in the early days it's just pure physical exhaustion when i was doing everything myself i mean you'll see i'm wearing kind of a semi cast on my wrist and that's kind of a product of my uh, is it a in injury well it's not I got told initially it was it's actually not it's far more serious than that um, I won't bore you with the detail but um, yeah it's really really physical especially for you know I, I'm a strong feminist but I'm also a woman and uh, not that strong and you have to be really strong I think uh, to run a street food business I learned that the hard way um, and then now I suppose it's just um you've got so many different things going on um it's kind of managing all the various different strands i'm building a team at the moment and that's a real challenge is you know it's just basic communication making sure that everyone knows what they're doing um and that in itself takes a lot of time and energy so and what do you think of the um vegan food scene in london as a whole um it's incredible i mean we started out it's coming up to about two years ago now Um, a year and a half property street food trading and in just kind of the last six to eight months it's just exploded um there's so many new traders now 
on the block. Uh, when we started, it was basically Club Mexicana and us, really. Um, so it's super exciting, but it's also like, it's great from a business perspective because it really keeps us on our toes. Like we've got to keep innovating and making better food to keep up with kind of the fresh new competition. Uh, I'm not competitive at all. <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever like, you know, see each other across the, and you're like, well, no, it's a really nice community because obviously, you know, we're all vegan. Um, we're all kind of fighting for the same cause. So there's a really nice sense of community, but obviously like you're running a business and there's always going to be competition, especially in like vegan nights. It's like a pressure cooker of like <laughs> vegan street food stars. Um, do you get angry when people have a really long line? Uh, you know, I'm getting better at it. I am, I do get a bit shirty, like, just with my staff. Just Satan. I don't get angry and I, I, I'm glad other companies are doing well, but you know, I want a long line too. I often yeah. say to my staff, milk the queue, milk the queue, <laughs> which is actually a real, um, it's a real skill in the street food world. You learn a lot about that. Milking the queue. Milking the queue, yeah. Thank you so much for joining us, Grace. Everything sounds so amazing with Spicebox, and we can't wait to get down and try the dose of waffle. Thanks for having the Bombay potatoes. Thanks for having me. This is the AT, the About Time podcast. And now, a word from our sponsor. This week's podcast is sponsored by Book a Table by Michelin. Like us, they think we should all get out more and make the most of London. Whether it's vegan, vegetarian or something truly indulgent, they're our go-to source for restaurant recommendations. In fact, if you're in need of some inspiration, tweet at Bookertable and along with their helpful followers, we'll send some ideas your way. Thankfully, they've also got an eye for a bargain, so you may soon find yourself living the high life at a Michelin-starred restaurant or even tucking into a vegan lemon drizzle cake and fruit scones at an afternoon tea in Knightsbridge. We'll be sharing some of Bookertable's top tips for vegan afternoon teas, so watch this space. In the spirit of veganism, this week we have been trying some new vegan restaurants, different vegan menus in London. We've been getting our plant power on this week. Um, I went to Mildred's, which is quite famous. I feel like most vegans slash vegetarians have been to Mildred's. So it's well known. Yeah, it is well known. They've got a couple in London. They've got one in Camden, one in King's Cross. There's an original one in Soho. I went to one in Camden because it was convenient and really liked it. Do you want me to expand? <laughs> that would be nice. Yeah. yeah. So um, I had some sweet potato curry, which was delicious with cashew nuts, fully vegan. And I also had some really yummy hummus. And it, do you know the what? The hummus is good though. The hummus actually. is good. Because like you said last week, it was a humble chickpea and they just kept it nice and simple. Very good hummus. The one thing I would say that probably lets it down is the desserts. Is like they were really heavy vegan desserts. You know, I want some kind of light coconut-based chocolate ganache kind of thing and instead they have these really bloody dense like brownies and no it was like bad vegan that was that was my verdict i think like some of the food for me probably strays onto the heavy side like if you want really filling quite intense veggie food that's probably the place to go it's not kind of light and off you dance to a yoga class afterwards like they do a tofu uh, smoked tofu sausages kind of a vegan bangers and mash and like it is nice but it's just so hearty that you kind of just want to sleep for the rest of the afternoon so i'll say if you go to mildred's probably get the curry or maybe something a little bit lighter if you've got work to do in the afternoon because i did, did kind of just want to have a nap afterwards Alicia, what have you been up to? So I went to Club Mexicana and they have locations in Dinorama in Shoreditch and they're in Curb Camden Market. Um, And they were kind of the trailblazers on the street food, vegan street food scene. Um, Their jackfruit burrito is legendary, but really bloody delicious um, with sour, a vegan sour cream. You've got guac, 
you've got pickled onions going on. It's just a taste sensation. So quite innovative Mexican cuisine. Yeah, and it, but like it's not on the stodgy side though. It's hearty. It's delicious. It, for like seven quid, best seven quid you could probably spend in Curb. Honestly, I and you know me, I'm a three meats a day gal, and I went there and I was like, this is this is the shit I'm talking about. Really? Um, they do vegan cheese fries as well at the Dinorama branch. They're so gooey, they're so oozy. It's molten goodness, gels. Absolute molten goodness. And I would say that their toe-fish tacos, um, fried uh, fried tofu with loads of condiments, but chili for bite, cracking. You're such a condiment gal. Like I, I don't know, I don't know anyone that basically can't have a meal without kind of three different kinds of dip. Yeah, I love, love hot sauce. I love Tabasco. So Mexican works well for you because yeah. you can just put so much condiment on it. And I like it. Every time I go there, I'm always like, whack on more. I'm like, whack it on. If you could only eat one condiment for the rest of your life, what would it be? I really like a chili jam. Chili jam. Yeah, I really like a chili jam. It's a versatile condiment. You can literally <laughs> put it on anything. In eggs, scrambled eggs, with chilli jam all the way. I couldn't live without whole grain mustard, just saying. Niche. <laughs> um, we're actually recording today from Jova, London, which is one of our favourite places to go in London. It's a coffee shop on Charlotte Street. And if you're a startup like us or a small company or a freelancer, downstairs they have the Joffice, which is a very lovely kind of mini office. And it has a printer and really quick Wi-Fi. There's a shredder. I can see a shredder. <laughs> There's a, there's a lovely glow ornament. <laughs> and, and it's a concierge service. So cosy. That, yeah, right. really cosy. There's someone here to help you if you need printing or to get access to the Wi-Fi. It's £8 an hour. You download the Jova app and you can just book yourself on and come and work here for the afternoon. With every show, we finish with a question, a few questions um, from people that have tweeted us throughout the week. So if you do have any questions, it can be on anything within, you know... Reason. Within reason. Yeah, please. Please don't send nudes. Um... Tweet us at um, the underscore AT show. I'm thinking, you know, where to take your mum f- for Christmas or best hot chocolates, boozy brunches. You get the idea. Um, so we've got a question from Vicky Chandler who said, the best bar in Central for you and your friends where you can go and actually get seats and a decent price wine. I feel you, Vicky, because it can be hard. <laughs> Vicky, I feel you. We do feel you, Vicky, because it can be hard when you want to book somewhere and all the trendy spots are like, no reservations. And then you've just got spoons. <laughs> and that's where you end up. And some of your girlfriends also, like, I think women meeting up, they want to do, they want somewhere that's maybe got a bit of a feminine touch. A bit like, sassy. Yeah, a nice aesthetic. So a few ideas that we had is um, somewhere I really love is called the Port House. Um, it's at the Strand, so in Covent Garden. It's candle lit, it's vibey, just Spanish food, kind of tapas. And I think you can book but also it just has a really nice atmosphere it's somewhere i'd like to go with my girlfriends we've had another listener tweeting in polly allen has asked where to get the best portuguese custard tarts in london she's always looking for them have you had a good one al i have actually um i don't have them regularly i'm not i can't lie but when i do i go to um i love nata in soho authentic this is the real deal guys uh, great flaky pastry, delicious filling, staff are great. You always get a smile with your pastry. Um, can't recommend it enough, to be honest. Amazing. Well, I, there's somewhere I quite like called Lisboa Patisserie in Notting Hill. It's not going to win any design awards. Like, aesthetically, it's pretty stripped back. But do some great Portuguese pastries, including great Portuguese custard tarts. So I would recommend, Polly, that you go there. Nice. Um, just to let you know, we are um, next week on our podcast. We're talking all things festive. Christmas everything. Um, so if you want to know where to go for your Christmas party 
or festive menus tweet us at the underscore AT show thank you so much for joining us this week on our special vegan episode we hope you've enjoyed and it's inspired you to go out and try all the delicious vegan and veggie Plant options goodness. in London um, if you can keep tweeting your questions um, at the underscore AT show and we'd love to answer them and you can grab us on at Alicia underscore Grimshaw and at Jelly Malin and also check the site abouttimemagazine.co.uk until next week when we're talking all things Christmas thanks for listening guys You've been listening to The AT. For more of the best things to do in London and beyond, visit abouttimemagazine.co.uk or follow us at About Time Mag. This has been a candy store production for About Time Magazine, hosted by Angelica Malin and Alicia Grimshaw and produced by Van Connor. Spirit Body by Ketzer appears under Creative Commons 3.0. Visit ketzermusic.com for more, with recording facilities in partnership with Jova London. Head to jovalondon.com for more information.